Thank you for listening to this message from Resurrection Life Church in Granville, Michigan. Thank you for allowing me to be here. I, I, I want to just kind of follow what Pastor Bernie said. I'm serious. If you have young children and you're very conservative, uh, we, we just understand. I'm going to say a couple of things in the service you probably haven't ever heard in church. So I'm just giving you fair warning. If you need to leave, feel comfortable doing that. Won't offend me at all. Um, and so I just want, I, I don't want anyone to be offended or upset, but I am going to talk about something I think we've neglected talking about in the church, but I just want to at least say that up front. So thank you, Pastor Bernie, and thanks to Pastor Dwayne. He asked me actually to share this message, and so I appreciate that. It is a great joy to get to do this. I'm going to talk about marriage. I know uh, Pastor Dwayne and Jeannie are in the middle of this series on marriage, and he kind of allowed me to kind of jump in the middle of it and present this message I'm sharing with you today. And let me just kind of up front say, I don't know everything about marriage. Uh, I've been doing it for over 12,000 days, so at least I have some experience. Uh, not all of it perfect, as you will see as I present this message. I also want to say real quickly, if you're here and you are single... I've noticed sometimes in these kind of messages, you check out and you go, oh, this doesn't apply to me. Hang on. Hang on. I believe that some of the stuff I'm going to share this morning is very pertinent for your life. And I want you to really pay attention and not move forward into a relationship until some of these things that we talk about today are in place. Let me also say, uh, we live in a time and a day where many of you, I'm sure, in this audience this morning, live together. You aren't married, but you live together. Will you consider, will you just consider, don't get mad at me, just consider. That might not be the way that God wants you to honor him most with your life. And so at least consider thinking about what I'm presenting to you this morning. And I got to be right up front and tell you, uh, I didn't start out right in my marriage either. I'm not going to tell you, when I got married, I was a godly man. You know, when I met my wife, Jane, I was walking around reading my Bible and I happened to catch a girl who was reading her Bible and we caught eyes and we prayed together. Not the way it happened. Just like a lot of you, I liked what I was looking at and that's what attracted me to her. I walked into the little area at the college where we uh, attended and there was this girl who had put her money in a vending machine, and she was bent over just like this looking for that product. The little flap wasn't working right, and this is all that I saw. And I stopped my buddy in his tracks. I said, whoa, 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 David, look over there. That's the first thing I saw. And I said to him, I'm going to walk over there. If the front matches the back, we're good to go. That's how it started. So I'm not going to stand up here and tell you I'm a preacher. I was reading my Bible. Shoot, no. I was looking at the caboose, and I liked it. That's how I got started. That's what I thought love was about. I thought, you know what? I'm attracted to her physically, and that's what marriage will be. And I discovered in the days and years ahead that marriage isn't about looks. Marriage is about an intimate love. I discovered that I needed to love Jane on the inside. I discovered that me and her were different. Oh, when you're dating, differences are awesome. You know, you'll be out on a date and be like, we're so different in that area. And you say things like, that is so cool. And then when you get married, you're like, man, we're different. This is frustrating. We don't do things. You don't even like to eat where I like to eat. In fact, uh, Jane and I, I want you to help me welcome her to the stage because we do this thing where we share our differences. Will you help me welcome her? Thank you, sir. 
We've been married 33 years, and over those 33, by the way, yesterday was her birthday. Happy birthday. All her kids are here this morning. And so we, uh, we just made a little list of our differences. See if you can relate to this. If you're in a relationship at all, you're going to relate to this. But kind of have a little fun with us as we talk about some of our differences. Well, to start out with, I am more of an introvert, so being on stage here is not very comfortable for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable. Um, I like unsweetened hot tea. I like sweetened iced tea. Uh, I don't like to be sweaty. I love to sweat. To me, yellow lights mean you're supposed to stop. I think yellow lights were created by Satan himself. And I think he drives too fast. She drives way too slow. And I keep both eyes on the road when I'm driving. I keep both eyes on her when I'm driving. And I keep both hands on the wheel when I'm driving. I keep both hands on her when I'm driving. And as you can tell, driving has been, his driving has been a big issue in our Your marriage. Your driving's been a big issue too. Let's just deal yeah. with that. Yeah. yeah, a little conservative. But anyway, um, I like grilled chicken. I like my chicken deep fried in Crisco all and covered with shake and bake. Yeah. When I stand in front of the mirror, it's to get ready. I'm checking it out, flexing a little bit. And um, I like for things to always stay the same. I call that a rut. She loves to get in ruts. I change something every day, even if we don't need to. I like variety. Mm -hmm. I like going to bed early. I do too if she's up for it. I like mashed potatoes. I like French fries. I like ranch dressing. French. I took Spanish. French. <clears throat> I like to cuddle and kiss. French. <laughs> Our kids are in the front here. They're grossing out. They're like, oh, this is sick. <laughs> yeah, I prefer water over pop any day. I like day. pop over water any day. Uh, when I play games... I like to win, but I don't mind losing. When I play games, I like to win, and I don't mind winning. <laughs> I like to sleep in warm nighties. I prefer to sleep in the buff. Mm-hmm. And um, I love to read a good novel. I prefer the comics. I, I like watching movies, I guess you'd call them chick flicks, you know, more like Sleepless in Seattle. I fell asleep watching Sleepless in Seattle. Mm-hmm. I like softer, quieter music. I like uh, country music and rap music. Some people call it crap, but I like a little bit of a blend of those two. I'm phlegmatic. Choleric. Reserved. Free-spirited. Mathematical. Musical. Walk. Run. Beach. Cool. Careful. Risky. Analytical. Emotional. And peacemaker. Confrontational. That's a big one. Uh, When we go out to eat, I like to go to sit-down restaurants. Me too, like Taco Bell. Um, I like going to the mall just to walk around and chat. I like to watch your try on clothes. Yeah, at home, right? Well, anyway. Um, I like Greek yogurt. Uh, I, I don't like yogurt. I prefer real ice cream with real fudge and real chocolate and all that healthy stuff. <laughs> um, I'm okay around the house with tools. No, she's good. She's very good with tools. I've even bought her tools at Christmas. I'm terrible with tools. Keep tools away from me. Mm-hmm. Um, I like a good massage. I prefer to be very lightly scratched, and just I, real lightly. Yeah, and I don't like that yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I don't. Anyway, I think it's important to look neat when you leave the house. Um, just be a bum. Do whatever you want. 
Um, I like the color fuchsia. I like blue. Yeah. I am not one into collecting things or junk or stuff like that. I, I collect things. Lots of things. Yeah. Um, Very nice things. I like for my undergarments to be neat. Holes, baby. Big holes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I prefer to shower alone. I prefer to shower together. And I think kittens are cute. Dead. That's me. I iron my clothes. Wrinkles are really cool. And when we argue, I just want to be left alone. That drives me crazy. She will go into the bedroom and physically lock the door. I have to lay on the floor and holler through that little crack in the bottom of the floor. Drives me nuts. It drives me nuts as well. (laughs) Drives me crazy. Um, I love um, TV shows that are more mysteries, like CSI, things like that. I like sports, ESPN. Um, I would never, ever yell at a ref at a ball game. They need to know when they're wrong, and somebody's got to tell. <laughs> Sometimes when we're at a ball game, because in this area, people kind of know my voice from the radio, and Jan will go, honey, the refs are going to know your voice. So I'll go, I said bad call. Yeah, you got to change your voice a little. Uh, this one is a very big one in our relationship because oh. I am very much a rule abider. Oh, all those kids right there know it. And I think rules are meant to be broken. And when I'm sick, I don't whine. I don't mean to whine. It's just I need her and to do stuff for me when I'm sick. My first sick day teaching was because he was sick <laughs> and needed me home with him. I needed her at home. But anyway, um, in spite of these and many more differences, I still love this man. I love her, too. Awesome. That's my girl. Thank you, sir. So I want to share that with you because I think sometimes when you see people like me speaking on marriage, you go, well, he doesn't get it. Oh, yeah, I do. We could argue every day about our differences. There are people who get divorced who have a way smaller list than this. And so today, you've got to understand, Jesus is the one who can reconcile all these differences. In fact, his word says, and we all know, we all have heard this, you know, two people get married, the two become one. That's just a standard statement in the church. Two get married, two become one. Well, how, how does that happen when you're so different? There's a little picture. I took a little selfie. Jane and I were out to dinner the other night at a restaurant. So I took this little picture of us sitting together at the, at the little, you know, restaurant table. And then I have a friend who does some little, you know, graphic stuff. And I said, what would it look like if the two of us could become one? And she sent me this picture. <laughs> That's my best shot at Caitlin. But you at least get an idea of what I'm kind of doing here. <laughs> it's not easy being one. And, you know, my kids, I want them to see me and mom are on the same page. And some of you sitting here today, you don't have this. You can take it down because they can't focus. And I'm just looking out today. I see a lot of young couples. Let me just say something to you. If you're struggling today and you're only two or three into your marriage, can I just say something to you? You're normal. Jane and I had a young couple over our house the other day. They thought it was over. This is the end, et cetera. They started talking. I actually started laughing. I said, is this what y'all struggling with? They're like, yeah, this is huge. I said, yeah, we went through it. It's normal. If you're, if you're here today and you've been married, you know, a week and you're having issues, you're normal. 
But the problem is, we sometimes live with it and don't turn to what the Lord has to say about it. Because you see, many of you men in particular, you are in a dating relationship right now. You are living with your girlfriend. And some of you men are even married. And you know what? You got your wife in the category of a sexual person. That's what I had. I just told you how I met Jane. What did I look at? It wasn't her soul. I was looking at the backside. And the Lord had to show me, Dan, watch this, watch this. Dan, her body someday will pass away. What I need you to love is her spirit because it will live forever. And see, that's what I think he's getting at in this passage. Oh, man, I preached from Ephesians 5 for the last 20 years, and every time I study it, I find something new. But you've heard it. It talks about how husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. And we all go, yep, yep, yep. And we have no clue what that means. Because what it means is you're willing to give your life up for her. If she has a request of you, you go, absolutely, babe. And you say, but I don't want to do that. Well, there was, there was something you can do if you don't want to do that. It's called staying single. When you get married, you have to understand it's about serving the person you're marrying. If you're here this morning and you're married, you're, you men are to be like Jesus, which means totally serving that wife. And the Bible also says, wives, you're to submit. And most wives in our day, in 2015, I ain't going to tell me to submit. And the Greek word there isn't you have to submit, it's you get to submit. It's a privilege. Because when your husband's loving Christ and you're, so here's my deal, see. I don't know where your marriage is today, but I'm going to share with you what, by the way, you're going to have the opportunity to go through as a small group this fall. This is what Pastor Dwayne wanted me to share. And I'm going to get probably through two of the nine things that I believe are important to make your marriage really work. And here's what I want you to do. If one is terrible and ten is awesome, I want you to evaluate how you're doing with these particular things I bring up. I'll only probably get to two of them. But you evaluate how you're doing. You're going to want to evaluate your marriage partner. You're going to want to say, oh, she needs help with that. No, no, evaluate yourself. Let me show you what I mean. The first one I want to talk to you about is make sure in your home you're establishing cherishing attitudes. Cherishing is a really big deal. And in most situations we think, oh yeah, husband knows he needs to cherish his wife. I tell you that men also love to be cherished. Now they won't say it. The average guy's not going to get in the car today and drive home and say, hey, honey, you know, could you cherish me more? And, like, go to work tomorrow morning, and your friends say, hey, what'd you do all weekend? Ah, just cherished. We don't say that word. But what it means is we want to feel valued. See that basketball up there? I'm going to prove to you that we're good at valuing, ready, things. Jane said, I like to collect stuff. She's right. I collect a lot of sports stuff. That's a basketball that I acquired a few years ago. It's signed on the top by Michael Jordan, on the left side by Magic Johnson, on the right side by Larry Bird, and down underneath by Shaquille O'Neal. It's a really cool ball. And let me tell you where it is. It's at home. It's in a plastic case where you can't touch it. Because I cherish it. I value it. It's worth something. Here's what's interesting. We, us, we're really good at valuing 
things. Some of you men sitting here today have an F-150 in the parking lot that's cleaner than the words you use when you speak to your wife. That's got to change. Because you see, when we start giving the type of care and love and protection to the things of this world rather than the very bride or husband that the Lord has allowed us to have in our life, we've missed what it's after. Because you see, Jesus said, I want you men to love your wife as I have loved the church, meaning I will die for it, I will give it. Even this morning, the Lord's Spirit is here with us. Why? Because he loves us. Not a person here this morning that Jesus rejects. If you come to Jesus this morning, he's not going to go, nope, don't have time for you. No, he's welcoming you with open arms. Men, here's a picture of your love for your wife. Open arm. I got you, babe. With all your faults, all your flaws, all your little issues, all your struggles, look, my arms are wide open. Hey, and you got things you need from me? Here, I'll help you with those. You got requests you'd like to ask of me? Tell me what they are, babe. Now that I'm married to you, I'm going to surrender my will to God's will, which will serve you and your ways and your things. I'll I'll make your life better. And the wife goes, oh, my goodness, if you love me like that, I'm going to love you like this. And it just is a big old hugging party. Because, you see, you're doing it God's way. But no, no, we... We take our marriages out and we dribble them. We roll them in the middle of the street while we protect our nicer stuff. We put it under our bed or in our safes. And I want to tell you ladies here today, uh, your guy's not going to tell you this, but I'm going to tell you something he wants for you. He wants you to let him know that he is the man. I, I love it when I know that Jane thinks I'm the man. Like, like I told her a few years ago, I said, baby, you know, um, I, I, this is what I do. I travel and speak for a living. And I said, I, I like it when people come up and say good job, you know, say nice things to me. I, of course you like it. You're human. But I said to her, I want you to know, when you tell me, when you tell me that you're proud of me, and like this morning, when I, when, when I sat down after first service, she leaned over to me and she said, babe, I just want you to know, you did a really good job with that. You, you know what that means to me? This is, this, she knows me, she knows my inside, my outside, she knows all my cracks, all my crevices, and she still says, I'm proud of you. Oh, my goodness. You know what that means? So, some of you wives, listen to some of you wives, your husband works on an assembly line, and, and he puts widgets in a widget box, and he comes home, and, and you've never even said, to, well, look, look what he does. Are you kidding me? He's faithful. He's committed. He's supporting the family. He's bringing home the goods that are needed and necessary to pay for those things. If you're, can I just say to you wives, you have no idea. If he walked in the door, you said, hey, 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 you the man. First, he's going to have a heart attack. <laughs> but your husband needs to feel cherished. He needs to feel, he needs to feel like he's valuable to you. And you men, your wife needs to know. She's number one. There's no other. Uh, look, look, look. Let, me show, let me show you guys who are in here. Let me, let me tell you. If you're looking at your wife, honey, you're number one, but you're watching the woman walk next right by you, checking her out. Do you know that tells your wife she ain't number one? 
So I can't believe you're saying that as a preacher. I told you I'm a real world preacher. I know. I go to the malls. I see it. Hey, baby, how's it going? Nice to see you too, huh? Do you know what I do? You, you may think I'm crazy about that. I work hard not to do. You say, is that a temptation for you? Yes. Yes. It's summertime. I, I live over in Holland. When I drive down the street, if I see a woman up ahead and she's wearing something, you know, running or that kind of thing, I'll go, okay, got to find a squirrel. There's got to be a squirrel in one of these trees. <laughs> I, I'm just honest. Guys, your eyes will tell your wife how much you cherish her. You young men in here who you say, I'm 18, I do whatever I want. I look whoever I want to look at. Preach up there and tell me not. Jay-Z tell me what to do. I, I just, just, can you just for a second understand that everything is permissible for you? Oh, let, let me actually read it. 1 Corinthians chapter 5. No, actually chapter 6, verse 12. Everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial for me. He said, I do whatever I want to do. Right. But that doesn't mean you're honoring God. I, I would love to see the men in this room who are between 18 and 30 start being real men and showing the next generation what it's like to be a real man. And you'll do that better if everybody's 31 up to my age and on above if we set an example for you. Dan, are you perfect? Shoot, no. If you want to start coming up with a list of all the struggles we have, I'll get the top of your list and add one to it. Because I'm a normal man. But I want to tell you guys, start cherishing your wives like Christ cherishes the church and your marriage will go up a night. You say, Dan, we're probably down at about a two. Here's what I'd like to see. Go to two and a half. Because that gets you a little closer to three. And then that means you got a shot at four. And then that can work up to five. Don't leave here today and go, I'm going from two and a half to 11. Nope. Nope. That's too big of a jump. You ain't going to get there. Go and ask the Lord. Lord, help me understand what it means to love my wife as Christ loved the church. Now, going back in Ephesians 5, and it's one of my favorite verses in the Bible. It says, be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. Today, listen to me. Today, you got a shot at taking cherishing up one notch. Do it today. And then Monday, you'll get another chance. I want you in your marriages to develop a cherishing attitude. If you are dating, don't get married unless the person that you're about to marry understands this and is working at it. I meet with lots of young couples who aren't married yet. I get a chance to talk. I had a chance recently to talk on a college campus. I'm coming here on Thursday night to speak to all those who are in, in college age. Alan, my son's coming with me. He just got married a year ago. We're going to talk about marriage. And I want you to know, I challenge all young people, and I did it last night, and I'll do it all the services this morning. I challenge you, don't move forward into a relationship that isn't honoring of the Lord. Because in the, you say, Dan, why do you got to try to control us? I ain't got to control nothing. What I'm trying to tell you is God's way is the best way, and it will keep you from hurt and harm. And I just don't want to see you hurt and harm. 
second of these nine things I talk about, and this is one that it's going to be PG-13, maybe a little more than that for the next few seconds, so hang in there with me. You haven't heard this kind of stuff in a speech in a church in a long time. The second thing I want to talk to you about is make sure in your home you discover sexual satisfaction. We have been amazing in the church at talking about sexual things until someone gets married. We are so uh, going up, you know, little children, you abstain, abstain. You get into teen, you talk, just say no. We give them wristbands, headbands, socks, just say no. I mean, we, we are telling them, don't get involved in sex. We are awesome. I was a youth pastor. I did sermons on it. I get it. And then as soon as a couple gets married, poop, stop talking. Have fun. See ya. It's crazy. Y'all have a good time on your honeymoon. You're going to come back walking funny. See you later. (laughs) We don't. Yeah, that's what we do. It's embarrassing. I want y'all to get this. God, maybe I forgot, but God created sex. Satan perverts it, but God created sex. He designed it to be beautiful in a marriage relationship. And I've noticed among the 20-year-olds, early 30-year-olds, you guys don't buy that anymore. Teens, you don't, you don't buy it anymore. You go, you know, as long as I'm in a committed relationship, I'm okay. I, I want to, because this is, I, I, I just want to at least say this because I'm going to go and talk about having sex, but I want to talk a little bit for just a second about not until you're married. And I'm just reading to you from the Word of God. I, I didn't come, this is not my idea. It says in the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 6, verse 18, flee from the word we don't hear a lot anymore is called fornication, sexual immorality. It means, if you look up the word in the Greek, sex before marriage. Flee from it. Watch this. Because all other sins are outside your body, but this one is committed against your body. Do you not know that your body is a temple of God? It is born of the Holy Spirit. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. That's what the Bible says. It's not my idea. It's some preacher's idea. It's what God said. And the reason is, he wants, when you move into a marriage relationship, for you to have something very unique and very special. And what I know is, in the Christian church, we're really struggling with this because lots of married couples don't have good sex. And you say, I cannot believe you're even saying that out loud. This is what's been wrong. We hide from it. I could talk to you about money. You don't have any problem with it. I could talk to you about uh, relationships. No problem with it. I could talk to you about cherishing. No problem. And I say the word sex. And you're, you're, there are some of you literally who are sitting here this morning. You're kind of tensed up. You, your old body's like, oh, my goodness. He said that out. He said that word again. Do y'all understand the Bible's full of stories about this? Do y'all know what song, do y'all song of songs, you ever read this? Do you know what's going on in that book? I mean, there's a guy describing his wife, his lover, in the passage. And do you, there's a couple in there, in Song of Songs, there's a couple in there doing it outside, naked, under some grapes. In the Bible, it's in the Bible. It's like one of my life verses. It's unrest, right in the Bible. But see, we hear that and we go, no, that, that ain't in there. Yes, it is. Go read it. And <laughs> now you're going to use it for your devotions. <laughs> but we run from it, and I don't get it. So I'm a preacher, right? And I get married, and my brother did our wedding. And there's no way I was going to talk to him about sex. So he said, y'all guys need any help? Nope, we're good. 
we got married, and Jane had grown up in a church where it was, you know, the teen youth group. No, no, no. She had wristbands, bras, everything. She said, no, no, no. It was unreal. <laughs> and so we just didn't, we didn't know anything about it. So we got married, and I got to tell you right up front, as a Christian couple, we struggled. I, I came up with a word for it. I, we, went, we went into marriage with different what I call expectations. We got married, and she had in her mind how often we'd be together, and I had a whole different number. She thought we'd be together every day that started with a T. I thought we'd be together every day that ended with a Y. So we just had a whole different thinking on this issue. So we get married, and remember me standing here telling you I like variety? Jane doesn't. Jane's comfortable with normal ways. And I was like, babe, can we have a little variety? Well, that's un- and so we couldn't even talk about it. And so I began to go into a hole. I'm just telling you the facts here, guys. I begin to go into a hole. And you say, why are you being so honest about this? Because last night, a 30-year-old girl came to Jane and said, that message right there probably saved my marriage because I am that girl. And I would not let my husband have any conversation with me. Thank you, Jesus, for putting us. She she was from the other side of the state, drove by here and said, I ought to go into that church tonight, last night. 30-year-old girl. She's already on Facebook with Jane this morning, and we're going to help this girl out. Because you say, I don't need to hear this. Great. There's somebody sitting next to you. Their marriage is in real trouble, and it's real trouble in this area. And no preacher's ever stood on stage and said to you, Y'all need help. And I'm willing to do it. And I'm willing to share with you where I was at. Because I became a pastor over in Highland. And I had a relationship with Jane that was awesome. But sexually, I was really struggling. And I didn't know how to tell her. Because see, no guy in here, and it can be flipped, it can be a lady. No guy in here wants to say to his wife, hey, babe, can we, I need to talk to you about, I'm, I'm just not satisfied. Because here's what, I'm a, if I say that to Jane, well, I'm not good enough on you, yeah. And you're like, okay, no, it's not that, never mind. I'm great, I'm great. Things are great. Sorry, that preacher's wrong, we're great. And you know you ain't great. I don't know if y'all ever got stuck in a rut, but that's where we were. And Jane was very comfortable with that. Uh, y'all don't know if y'all remember the show, The Rockford Files. Y'all ever heard of that show, Rockford Files? There was a show like that. And we watched it every Thursday night, 9 o'clock. And when that show was over, we were together whether we wanted to be or not because it was our routine. And I remember I started to hear the music of that show. And I'd go like, shoot. It, it started actually, listen, you guys who are married, some of you going, I can't believe he's saying that, but inside you're going, oh, wow, that's us. And I'm scared to tell my wife. I'm afraid to share with her I'm struggling in this area. There's a wife in here afraid to tell her husband. And so what's happening is some of you guys, I know what you've run to. Some of you might even be highlighted when this Ashley Madison thing comes out. Your name's on that email list. I read a quote from a guy who was on that website, and he said, it's just kind of embarrassing that it all came out, but the reason I did it is because I'm so unhappy in my marriage and I have no one to talk to. I'm not foolish. We all might be followers of Jesus, but this is a place where Christians love to hide and seek. You say, Dan, this is really uncomfortable. I know. 
I'm the one having to do the message. I told my wife before I came up here for this third service, this isn't fun to do. But if I can save a couple's marriage by making you face the fact that you aren't doing good sexually and you're afraid to talk about it and now you'll talk about it, then doggone it, I'm willing to take this risk. Because I want you to understand Jesus wants to help you break through in this. Jesus? You think Jesus? You think God? I think a lot of Christians think when they're together, Christian couples, when they're together sexually, I think they have in their mind that God goes, oh, they're busy, I'll turn around. I think God's looking down going, finally, this is the way I designed it. I bless you a little more. And I want to say to you, doing it God's way brings blessings on your life. I, I say this because I want some 18-year-old, and there's some teens in here today, listen to me. This, you're going to say, I can't believe, just, just listen to me. Hollywood, the world tells you as soon as you get married, it's done. Jane and I have been married for 33 years. Now, this will gag my kids out, but the rest of you will get something out of this. We've been married over 33 years, and there's no question in my mind. I think Jane would tell you the same. We have the best physical relationship now we have ever had in our life after 33 years. And I want to say to you, teens, don't buy the lie. Don't buy that stinking lie that you got to do whatever you want to do before you get married. That is a lie. It is straight out of the pit of hell. I just proved to you from the Bible why it's wrong. God Almighty will bless you. You do it the right way. And I remember the day I went to Jane, I said, honey, I need to tell you that I'm really struggling in this area. My heart was pounding. I was afraid she was going to start crying. I was afraid she was going to ask me what's wrong with her. But she didn't that day. She said, well, what's going on? I said, can I just tell you something? It's not about you. It's about me. I'm struggling. Ladies, let your husband say those words. Men, men, let your wife say it if she needs to. I'm struggling. We need to pray and ask Jesus to help us, and I need to share some of my thoughts with you. So I was able that day to say to Jane, Honey, I, I, I know it's not a big deal to you, and you're good with Jim Rockford Files, and you're good with every Thursday night, but I need some variety because I'm dying here. And you know what? That girl opened her heart to me. I was able to share with her where I was at, what I was going through, and God blessed it like crazy. It was crazy. And I said to her later, why would you do that, baby? She said, because I'm the only lady you can have this conversation with. Did you hear that? Did y'all hear that? Because some of you are having the conversation with people that's inappropriate for you to have it with. If you're here and you have ever been through, if you've ever been through sexual abuse, you have things in your past, as I do when I was a little boy. Some of you have been in, a, in relationships that have harmed you and hurt you. Then seek professional help. Absolutely. No, nothing wrong with that. Seek guidance. Seek help. But make sure when you get married, you honor the Lord with that relationship. And I know the things I'm saying today could be... T- I, I, I'm, I'm pretty smart. I realize they could be perceived many different ways. And so, guys in here, don't you dare leave here and say, Pastor said, you got to do what I say. I did not say that. That is a lie. What I said to you was, talk and have a conversation about it. If your wife is still uncomfortable with it, your husband's uncomfortable with it, you say, hey, that's not something we'll do. Because remember what I started with? You will respect each other's view. There are things that I would say to Jane, hey, babe, can we try that? No, I'm not comfortable with that. Okay. You say, is it something weird? Nope, it's just not something she's comfortable with. I respect that. It's called marriage. 
And remember, she's a spirit before she's a body. Her spirit will last forever. I want to take care of that girl's spirit on the inside. And the way I do that is to love her God's way. But the Lord has a plan for us to have sexual satisfaction in our marriages. And some of you right now are the two. You'd love to even be at a two and a quarter. Let's work toward it. One of our big breakthroughs happened one day when we were walking through Target. It was kind of a weird situation. We were walking through Target and uh, Jane was in front. Uh, no, sorry, Jane was behind me. We were walking through it and, and I heard her. I, I thought she had bumped her toe on something and she went, oh, and I turned around and go, baby, what's wrong? We were in the home goods area. And I said, baby, what's wrong? She goes, look at this. And we walked back and there was a lower shelf there and on that lower shelf there were mixers. Mixers. And I was like, honey, why did you stop and go, wow. And she said, just look at this thing. I'm like, honey, that's a mixer. That's not that exciting. She goes, oh, these things are unbelievable. I said, why? She said, oh, my grandmother had one. You know, I grew up with one. They're, they're, they're not really mixers. They're kitchen aids. That's what she said. I was like, well, what's the difference? She goes, oh, pick it up. They're so heavy. I reached down to pick it. They are heavy. And, and, and then I looked down at the price of it. That's pretty heavy, too. Like $250. And, I, and she said, but these things, they're awesome. And I said, honey, we can go to Big Lights. I'll buy you 100 mixers at that price right there. And you can just burn one up a week. You know, <laughs> who cares? Let's just go to Big Lots. She's like, then she said, no, these, these things are just amazing. And then she said this. She said this out loud. I've just, I've always wanted one of these since I was a little girl. <laughs> it's about four weeks before Christmas, so you know I got to buy it. So I thought, well, if I'm going to buy it, I'm buying it tonight, and everybody in the store is going to know about it. So I picked that sucker up. I started walking through the store. I see another couple. I said, hey, 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 your wife got one of these? Yeah, he's looking at me. I'm like, serious? Kitchen A, baby. Feel how heavy this is. I mean, it's unreal. Jane's like, honey. I'm like, no, if I'm paying $300, we are celebrating. So we had a good time. We got up to the front shelf, you know, the, the checkout, and I laid it on the counter. The lady really said this. She goes, um, are you buying your wife a mixer? I was like, what did you call this? You know, like, well, it's a mixer. I'm like, you must not be aware of what this is, Jane. Step up and tell her. Yeah, we had a great time. And so if you go to my house today, uh, sitting on the counter, right on the kitchen counter, beautiful big old KitchenAid with some very expensive attachments, I might add, that have been tagged along over the years. Well, about two weeks after that, it got a little closer to Christmas, and we were walking through your mall, Rivertown Cross the Mall, right there. We were walking through there, and uh, I had a couple little bags on my arms, our final little knickknacks for the kids, you know, little Christmas tic-tac things. And so we were picking them up, and, and we walked by Victoria's Secret, and Jane said, Honey, can we just run in here for a second? I need to get some perfume. I'm out of my perfume. I said, Sure. I just want all you ladies to know, when, for, for us guys, when you walk in Victoria's Secret, it's, it's kind of uncomfortable. I mean, you want to look around, but you, it's just weird. You walk in that front table like you, you want to go boom, but you kind of, you know, you're all cool. You, I'm walking with my wife, so I got to look all suave. You're like, yeah, I don't even care. Not a big deal. Hey, who cares about that little thing? And, you know, just, just walk. And, so we walk by all of them, and, and, and we walk toward the back, and Jane's got her perfume now, and she's paying for it. And I thought, wait a minute. This is what I preach about. I, I'm legal. I can look around here. I'm a married man. And I thought, I'm going to look around. And I'm standing there, and I look, and I see this, this mannequin over in the corner. I don't remember the exact pose that she had, but it was just this, 
crazy mannequin. And I looked and I said to Jane, honey, honey, look, look, look at that mannequin. And the mannequin had on, I don't know what these things are called, but the thing here, then the little things that tie and then the legging. It was a, Jane told me later, a garter kind of thing. And I was like, Jane, look at that. And she said, what? And I said, that. I said, that's nice. And she said this to me. She goes, honey, my grandmother wore something looked like that. I said, you had one hot granny, I'll tell you that. (laughs) And then, and then, ready? And then I'm sitting here, and I said, honey, will you look one more time? And she looked, and I said to her, I've been wanting that since I was a little boy. (laughs) Let's just say that was the best Christmas ever. <laughs> and when Jane came out with this allowance, she goes, she goes, honey, is this the outfit you liked? I'm like, hello, yes. <laughs> and I said, what are you doing? And she said this to me, I'm the only lady who can ever wear this for you. Enjoy it. And, and I, I want to say to you today, that's a really big line right there. You ladies in here, you gentlemen in here, you are the only one. Let's listen to me very carefully. According to God's way, you are the only one who can ever help your spouse in this area. Are you willing? You may need help. You may need, you may need a pastor to walk with you through how to even talk about some of this conversation. I get that. We, hey, we didn't do this overnight. This was years of growing together. But I have discovered, listen, doing marriage God's way is the best. I've come here to say to you, I challenge you to go whatever in this area of your relationship. You Christian married couples, listen to me, move from here to here. You who are dating, consider, how could I take what I've shared, I've heard today, how could I take this and apply it to my life and become more holy and more godly? You men are in here, how could I take what Dan said today and cherish my wife to the next level? You wives in here today, what could I do to bump it up a notch in my marriage? For more information about Res Life, please visit our website, at reslife.org. If you have questions about Res Life or would like directions to visit us, please feel free to call 616-534-4923.